Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. Oh, I'm so blessed to be here. Pete, how are you today besides blessed to be here? (laughs) (laughs) Doing great. We got in late last night flying in and, you know, we're a little bit tired, but we went to West Coast, which is three hours behind us. And then we got, we, we basically stayed on the West Coast. I mean, the East Coast time though. While you were in California. So every day we were up at four or three 30 in the morning. We went to bed at like nine, nine 30, unless I was forced to stay up later. And then we stayed up later and still got up early. So, but it was, it's good. I mean, we're fine. You're so, good. Yeah. But it's good to be back in our, your own bed. Man, that, and that's the truth. Yeah. It's always good to get home. <clears throat> got to hang so out you got with the parents. For yeah, a week. I was going to yeah. ask you. Yeah. I heard you went to a baseball game. Yeah. We got to go to a game. That was nice. We got to, um, we got free hat, cowboy hat. If you guys are Look watching at that, if you guys if you're are not watching, on YouTube, you need to check this out. I have my cowboy hat on. It has a big angel thing on because we are angel fans. <laughs> get her done. <clears throat> that doesn't really fit in Anaheim. <laughs> But the, the 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 joke is at the beginning of the year, they were hitting home runs like they were leading the league in home runs. Right. And they just started putting a cowboy hat on. So every time they hit a home run, when they got in the dugout, they put a cowboy hat on. And so that was kind of the thing that now throughout the whole year, they've been doing cowboy hats every time they get a home run. And then they just they go like dancing around in the dugout with the cowboy hat on and then they're done. They take a cowboy hat off and that's kind of their thing. And that's kind of your team in it. <clears throat> Is that yeah. your team? Well, I mean, yeah. You're like I've the been... Dodgers too, but the different yeah, league, yeah, yeah, different yeah. league. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I was brought up in Orange County, California. So that was the Angels is what we knew. Right. And so I like the Padres, been Dod- but I'm a Dodger fan. I've always been a huge Dodger fan. Um, all my whole year. Vince Scully was, <sighs> you know, I listened to him literally every game when I was a kid all the time. So I got so many memories of that. There's he just nothing passed like away. baseball on the radio. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. But you got to go bowl again. So you did your another professional bowl. I did my third one of the summer. <clears throat> that you, was fun. Cashed you, again, made the made the cut again. That's amazing. God is good. Yeah. This was a different one. I got I had a partner this time. It was a doubles tournament. And uh they had a 50 and older and a 60 and older. So I get the I get the bowl with the old guys. So we had a good time. But there was um of the 12 teams that made the finals. There were probably four teams that had a Hall of Famer on That's on the incredible. team. Incredible, incredible. So it's like bowling a who's who of bowling, and, and then me. So it was it was cool. It was yeah, fun. Bob was trying to describe who was there, and he's like, "It's the Tom Brady of bowling." Yeah. So that really helped me. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny watching him try to explain to me what the heck's going on. I in try the to put world. it in layman's terms so you can understand. It's it. helping me a lot, though. All right. I've, I cannot tell you when I was I was bragging about you to my my family. And I was telling them that you were bowling with the Hall of Famers. And I was even looking up these guys and I was showing them, you know, and I'm like, really? I was like, yeah, you know, that's that's Bob, you know. And so I was just bragging. So, yeah, Walter Ray Williams, uh, he won he won that tournament that I bowled in and then came in second in the next one. But he live streams. So he goes on Facebook Live and on his page, he live streams all of his matches. Oh, yeah, I saw if you want to see how ridiculous I look bowling. You can you can look it up and it's in there, so you can see me bowling Walter Ray game eleven. Well, I saw one with him. Yeah, were you in that? Did you bowl against him? Yeah, we bowled against him towards. So he, I'm trying to think of. It was on for hours. You'd have to oh. scroll through it. Yeah, but it was towards the end. So we bowled twelve matches on Saturday, uh-huh. and we were match eleven. So that would be the way to find. Wait, it. Wait, you bowled personally twelve matches? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's anybody you, you made if, the cut. If yeah. you guys heard the show a few weeks back or well, I don't know when this is going to air, but if you guys heard the show <laughs> about my bowling of 65 and how my body felt the next day <laughs> um, and bowl and Bob is, and I did two frames and he's done 12. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Maybe that's why I hurt my finger last night that, in league. Bob is an, is a, a man, a man among men. That's oh, what I have to say. Please. It's incredible. Oh, it's please. hard to bowl. Anybody that's bold especially that many frames. I well, can't even comprehend it. It's just, I don't know. Every, I mean, most people have bowled at some point, you know, they go and, but bowling is kind of like two parts. There's a, there's a recreation side to it. And then there's a sports side to it. Yeah. And the so, sports side though is harder. It is so much harder. Yeah. But your body's seasoned to it. So if I guess I was seasoned, I would be a little bit easier. Yeah. I'm not. Well, I mean, even when you were playing baseball, well, that's I different. mean, you could go out and pitch a game. You might be a little sore, but no, nothing out of the ordinary. No. But if you would go, if you would go and play football, 
you'd probably be really sore the oh, next day. Oh, it's just day. a different level. Because you're using different muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the golf. Yes. Same with the golf. Yeah. Yeah. So what else do you do? Anything else? Um, you drove? I, I drove a lot. Yeah. yeah. 500 miles each way. I went on the plane yesterday and I got, so one of the plane rides, we got into LAX and it's packed. So anybody that's traveled LAX, it's not fun. Um, anyways, we get in and we sat on the tarmac for like 40 minutes after we get in. So I was like, Hey, we're going to be late. You know, we're going to, cause we had a layover in Phoenix. So we land in Phoenix and I'm looking and our plane leaves in 20 minutes. And I look at my wife and I was like, um, we're in the back of the plane. Honey. Wait, time out, time out. Huh. I just pictured OJ Simpson running through the airport, right. jumping over suitcases. Oh yeah. You got to be really old to catch that reference. Oh but. yeah. Yeah. It was a Hertz rental car. The Hertz yeah. commercials. Yeah. That's right. So, so anyway, so we're sitting there going, okay, what's going to happen here? And, uh, you know, I'm just surrendering to the Lord. I was patient, but man, people started getting a little antsy. So people behind us and people in front of us like, Hey, I got a connecting flight. I got to go. I got to go. We're late, you know? And, um, everybody's yelling at each other and getting upset. And then all of a sudden this one lady, she, um, she starts yelling and says, anybody that's not flying or not have a connecting flight, stay in your seats. Anybody that's connecting flight, go ahead and come on through. And all of a sudden the red sea opens up. Everybody listened to this lady. And we were able to get from the back of the plane to the front because everybody stayed in their seats and we were able to go. It was incredible. So nice. And so I was just like thanking them and so happy. And, and then we got out, we were running. And so I got down, we're running, running. It's a lot further away too. It was a good hike and we're running and I got there and all of a sudden, I mean, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. I'm thinking, I'm not getting on this plane. I got to go. They're going to take off. I got to go that bad. Well, you might miss the plane. And that was the problem. And so... <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I got to go. And so I went really quick, got out and we ran and we were the last basic ones getting on. They were doing the final boarding, you know, and they, they held the plane, I think for us or something, because we were a little late. They probably sure. did. I'm sure they knew, they, they know what time your connection yeah. got in. Yeah. And- but we were able to get in and we were able to find something for Plus our luggage. Like Mac daddy. We got to wait for Mac daddy of the riot podcast. <laughs> and so they knew that, you know, and I was given autographs as I was going up and everybody's going. So I was, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, flying is not fun, but uh, some people love it. I don't like it. I was just showing you a picture of my, my, I was in coach and my knees are right uh, up in the back. Yeah. Pete is a big dude. If you haven't seen him on, on YouTube, I, I don't know how he flies coach. That, so, would be, so that would be a challenge. It was tough. And, but then the second flight, the first flight was like that. The second flight though, I, we had the exit row. So it's, it was fine. You're good. Yeah. Flying, I was, flying used to be so much fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a hassle now. Oh I, I mean, you and I, both of you and I have a flying history. So yeah. I flew every twice a month uh, for weeks all yep. the time. So you did too. Yep. So we both flew a lot. Yep. And it, during that time, I guess it was okay. I mean, you're like, eh, it's okay. You know, I'm doing it. But now I look at flying, I'm not fun. You know, and I, I've done a lot of international flights too. And that's even harder. So I know how to, I position exactly where I sit on those because there's no way I can sit coach on those. Ugh. Better get the bulkhead or the exit row or yeah. get, get bumped up to first class. Yeah. Well, that was one of the benefits of flying a lot. Oh, yeah. They used to get bumped up a lot. But like, now it's really hard to get bumped up. I flew first class all the time. Yeah. Just, I mean, all the time. Just because your status and miles and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, now it's really hard. Yeah. I don't it, know. It was nice. Now it's like they dumped the price. It's like five grand, three grand or I don't know. What did you? You probably got it cheaper. What? For first class. It's expensive. Oh, no. It was nothing like that. Oh, so, yeah. Well, to go to Seattle, you mean the Seattle flight? Well, international is probably is. Well, from LAX to that, it was $2,800. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That no, I was an American. I would never pay that much. Oh, Oh, I'll drive first. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I like to drive. So (laughs) it's kind of like first class in my car. It just takes a lot longer. I can't go 500 miles an hour. Like three days. Unless you ride with Jeremiah, then you can go 500 miles an hour. (laughs) Shout Shout out out to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. All right. You want to jump into the show? And Jeremiah, This is exciting. Jeremiah is a very good friend of ours. And if anybody that's listened that are friends of ours, they know who he is. But if you don't, Jeremiah has probably never listened to our show, maybe once. And this guy does a lot of stuff with us and we do a lot of things. And the guy just won't listen to our show. But he is a very good guy. He and, is. And he definitely impacts our life. So. And he cooks for us once a month. Man. He's call him Chef Men's Jeremiah. breakfast. He does, yep. the, he does the cooking. 
We got right. to send him this show, though, so he can listen to it. So yeah. We talked about you. Yeah. Well, every time I ask him, he's like, I'm always on the phone in the car. I'm always on the phone. Like, just listen. Just yeah. listen. Yeah. You anyway, might like it. We're not trying to pick on you, Jeremiah. All right. It's going to be a good show. Hear it. So we're going to be uh, today. We're going to call it habits that hurt your health and drain your energy. Wow. It has a good ring to it. Huh? Do you know anybody that's ever tired? Oh, yeah. I hear people say that all the time. Like, how are you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Depressed. Yeah. And that's always like that, too, right? Yeah. It's like, I'm tired. I'm just tired. It's like, yeah. yeah. I work really hard. The kids are draining me. Maybe. That's <laughs> you the can, wife. Like their whole continents, their face yeah. and their attitude and their everything is yeah. just like. If you, were married to, if you were married to my wife, you'd be tired, too. Oh, that's I get that good. a lot. He's not talking about his wife. He was. No. Well, sometimes. Hey, easy. It's, I mean, it's the truth with every marriage. No, we can't lie. We tell the truth. <laughs> not my wife. My oh, wife is oh. always a joy to be around. I love my wife dearly. See, now you're setting yourself up. To love be you, like, Crystal. You <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's pray. Let's, we're going to get right, ourselves. Let me, let me do yeah. that. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you that we can have fun and, uh, and and talk talk truth at the same time, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity, this Riot podcast. Thank you for our listeners. Thank you, Lord, for the people behind the scenes that uh, put the show together yeah, and, and put it out there so people can hear it and or watch it on, on YouTube. Uh, Lord, we're just, uh, just honored to be able to use this platform to just serve you. Thank you for the opportunity. Be with our listeners today. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm excited about this show, though. Yeah, a little different. We're jumping out of the book of John for, you know, a little bit. And yeah, uh, another one off. Another one off. But these are fun. I like doing. And, you know, Pete, we get some of our best comments for these, like, these wackadoodle shows that we do. Like, where did that come from? But sometimes they really hit home for people. And I think this is going to be one of those oh, shows. Absolutely. I think this is going to be one yeah. of those shows. So absolutely. you said the title. Let me repeat it. Habits that hurt your health and drain your energy. And who wouldn't want to have more energy? Yeah. I know I do. Yes. I mean, how often I'm like, oh, you hit three o'clock and yeah. oh, I need a nap. Yep. All right. Habits are the foundation of who we are as a person and as a Christian. We are the product of our everyday habits and we choose daily whether we want to improve ourselves, maintain excellence or contribute to our own discontent. But first, we must be aware of bad habits that drain our energy so we can take the necessary steps to change them. You know, it's our daily bad habits that have most that have the most impact on our energy, making you tired and less productive. Energy is the ability to do work. We need a certain level of physical, mental, and emotional energy to work at a high level at any given time. But energy is a finite resource. Yeah. It reduces in volume as we use it. Makes sense, right? This explains why we sometimes feel tired, exhausted, or just plain fatigued. Today, we want to talk about a few of these bad habits so we can bring truth to them and hopefully help you be, have a little more energy to get through your day, Pete. That's it. I mean, there's, you know, I when, when we were writing this, we're just looking at our own life, right? So we're just dissecting our own life and we're just looking around at other people's lives and, and what are things that are that are helping us draw closer to the Lord? What are what are things that are, are helping us to position ourselves to be in um, the proper light in the proper way, because if we're, we're, we're lethargic or we're grumpy, we're not eating, we're not doing certain things, you know, it hurts our witness. And so ultimately we want to look at this from a spiritual side. I mean, we are, we are created to be spiritual beings. And so um, we're going to talk in the physical here, but it affects the spiritual. And so we'll always yeah. go back to yeah. that. Um, so the first one is just watching excess TV. Um in today's time, one of the things that I've noticed with watching too much TV is it's very easy to binge watch. I mean, um, you'll find a show that you like, and then all of a sudden you'll spend all day, like an all day Saturday, and you're watching that or something. And then you feel lethargic. Afterwards. Like 10 years ago, that wasn't even a thing, nope. binge watching. Now it's like part of our lexicon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like excess TV watching is, is something that we have to be very careful of. And uh, so we can just let's talk about it. If you want to go ahead and read or statement, and then also porn. I mean, porn goes without. If we have a habit of porn, watch, and, and unfortunately, Bob, it's not just guys; it's girls just yeah. as much. Well, if you read the statistics, it's I mean, it's like fifty percent of women and like seventy percent of men. It's it's, it's a up. it's a you talk about a pandemic. Yeah. And guys, we're not we're not trying to judge anybody no. here. We're just trying to tell you oh, these yeah. are some of the things that can zap your energy well, and what happened, your, your, what, your one testimony of the that I've learned is that, you know, Satan can't attack us per se. I mean, where there's a hedge of protection, but if we bring Satan in, 
So, I mean, it's like we're going to where Satan's at, then obviously he's going to, you know, I, I've, I've studied this where people are doing porn, they get sick. Um, they're battling ailments. They're, there's, there's certain things that are affecting their life because they have a habit of porn. And, 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 you know, it's, it's like, it does, it's like, you know, there's a protection when you stay away from that stuff. But if you're opening yourself up to that, your body's going to take effect. And a lot of this is going to be the same thing. So, all right, let's talk about that. Yeah. So back to the TV a little bit. It's a fact not it's a fact that the average we watch for this blows me away, Pete, four and a half hours of TV a day, which works out to about 31 and a half hours per week. That's the average person yeah, is yeah. this in America or is this no, problem? I mean, this is this is just is the medium. I found some that were higher and some of them were just a little bit lower, but about four point five hours. Wow. But the that's what two and a half shows, or no three shows, four shows. I don't know. So they so shows now. Shows are what thirty hour, minutes, thirty forty five minutes an hour. Yeah. I don't know. So I mean, it's quite a bit. I mean, if you really think about it, I don't do that much, but I mean, I could and I have, especially if there's a game on. Well, so, yeah, guilty. Yep. Yeah. All right, go on. Yeah, it's easy to watch a three-hour football game, isn't it? Yeah. All right, another way of looking at this, um, that in one week, you spend more than an entire day watching TV. Ooh, how many times have you said, man, I wish I had another day in the week? Yeah. Well, there it is. Extend that out over a year, and you've spent 68 days watching TV. That's 68 days. That's over two months. Yeah. Two months of your life you've wasted or used. I guess it's wasted. It depends on how you look at it. Yep. In one year. So that's so over the course of a year, two months of watching TV. And that's only with four and a half hours a day. I bet you know people that will spend like seven or eight hours per day watching TV. The bad habit of watching porn should uh, be a no brainer to us. So what's the Bible say about this? Well, I mean, and again, I what God has really pressed upon me. And again, when we're walking in fellowship with the Father, okay, we're in fellowship with God. God, your spirit should automatically be quenched here. So if you're in there watching and vegging out on TV, it's it's not a matter of what you're. It's also a matter of what you're watching on TV. So yeah. um, some people have like my mom. She'll have like Channel Forty, or it's called Channel Forty. It's TBN Network in California, or she'll have something else on, but it'll be on all day long, right? Um, it, it, it still makes you lethargic. It's still like it's, it, it's, I mean, it's good that she has the word of God that's coming in nonstop. So she has that happening. Um, but I mean, it's still kind of, it kind of makes you groggy or it's just, it's just like, ah, you know, so God has really told me a lot of times just to turn it off and read. Um, we read or just talk, you know, we like to be in silence, Christina and I a lot. So we'll just be in silence and, um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, that's a good idea. Cause I, I, oftentimes I've had like, uh, you know, maybe the business channel or something on kind of in the background, but I'm wondering, you know, how much is that, you know, not subliminally cause it's, it's there, yeah. but is that affecting because the stuff still gets, you're still letting it in, even if I'm, you know, I'm focused on something else. I'm not sitting there watching it. It's just kind of background. Yeah. But what we've been done recently is kind of put music on the background. So, but still, that's still a stimulation. It's always music. Something's still coming in. So I don't know. I, I, the bottom line is what, so what has the Lord told me? So how he shared with me is that what you watch is a very big deal. So if you're watching stuff that's bad and it's just, it, ought to, it is taking you away from the Lord and it's not edifying and helping. We have to be careful of that. So we, we definitely don't want to have those, and especially a lot of that. But God has really shared with me is when I get too much, he, he just, my spirit just really is quenched and he just wants me to be quiet. I'll just stop. I'll go out and deliver him. I'll read. I'll just spend, I'll just be in silence or we'll just go fellowship or go do something. So I don't know. It's, you know, it's got to be careful, but Romans 12, two says, you know, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, you may discern that is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So Again, what I just shared was what what is this discerning spirit say to me? And so that's what I would share with you. If you're doing seven hours a day, you need to seek the Lord and see if that's what God wants you to do, you mm-hmm. know, and and how you do it. Why are you doing it? Um, in, in everything that we do, we want it to bring God glory. You know, first John 2 15. You want to read that? Yeah, it says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And actually, I wanted to look up 216 is is really good, too. Of course, now I'm not there. So, well, I mean, just going into the love of the world as you're looking that up is, um, you know, the what the world offers comes through the, the TV a lot. 
And so if you're watching the TV and we're getting their ideology, we're getting their agenda, um, we're getting, you know, there's, we're propaganda galore. Um, we have to be very, very good at knowing the truth. And if we don't know the truth and we're watching, so you guys have heard me say this on the, on the show, like they'll have, uh, they'll be doing sex outside of marriage and I'll call it out. Like, no, they're supposed to, you know, they should be married, you know, and doing that. It's just not the very best way. You know, I will call it out verbally because I don't want the love, the world to get in me. I want yeah. my, the truth to come yeah, out. Yeah. I think that's what you, people are like, well, I'm not what it's not like I'm watching porn. I'm yeah. just watching a TV show. But if those t- that TV show you're watching is no. it, it's, it's living out yep. worldly things in front of you instead of biblical things. Yep. It's, it's draining on you. So the rest of that verse, um, we read 15, right? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And then it continues, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but yeah. is of this world. And I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So it's easy to just say, well, I'm not, it's not like I'm watching porn, but yeah, yeah but you know, that, that person's talking, they're gossiping about, you know, a coworker and stuff. All that stuff is that it's all negative. It's all draining, be exhausting. Honest, be honest with yourself and be honest with God. And and again, like we talked about Romans 12, verse two, it says, you know, the testing you may discern what is the will of God. You need to have a discerning spirit. All right, let's go on to the next one. Not getting enough sleep. <laughs> Sometimes this is me. I always feel like, oh, I could use more sleep. Yep. All right. What happens when you sleep less? The symptoms you might experience are lethargy. Uh, lethargy. How do you say that? Lethargy. lethargy I said yeah. it right the first yep, time. Yep. Hunger attacks. I hadn't heard that. Reduced focus, no doubt, and mood swings. Most importantly, you want to go to bed early uh, the night after. Wait. Most importantly, you want to go to bed the early the yeah, night how after. How do you know you got so like you didn't get right? You're tired all day. Yeah. Well, yeah. The following night, you're like, oh, I need to go to sleep. That makes more sense. Yeah. Or you need a nap at three o'clock. Right. That's great because it means you noticed your lack of sleep. But what if you don't notice your lack of sleep? What if you're consistently sleeping less than seven hours a night and you consider this state to be normal and you don't notice the, your fatigue anymore? That's when it's trouble. Now you think you're uh, that you're some that you're someone that is distracted. And I can't talk today, Pete. Right. Or someone who drinks a lot of coffee, guilty, and has an increased taste for sweetness sometimes, which in reality is your body just responding to that lack of energy. Of all the habits that drain your energy, changing this one will have the biggest impact. Within weeks, your mood and hunger stabilize, you have energy, and you can focus better. So, Pete, you're telling us we need to get more sleep. Well, <clears throat> Yeah, you're, you actually, you're the one that's telling everybody, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the truth of the matter is everybody knows that if you are like tired, you're not effective, right? I, I think so much better when I get more sleep. Some yes. people say, why well, get enough sleep on four hours sleep and I'm fine. Well, that's fine. But how would you do a six, seven hours sleep? I mean, would it be better? Well, I can't do that. You know, they'll say, well, okay. I mean, again, be honest with yourself and be honest with God. You know, and I think something that kind of proves this point is I always feel more productive in the morning. Yeah. Me too. You know, even when you don't want to, you know, you may, may not get want to get up, but you do yeah. and you just feel more productive because you're, you, that's your most rested, yeah. right? You just got up yeah. and as the day kind of wears on, you, you just feel less productive. So I think there's, there's some proof in that right there. And a lot of times the reason why people get, don't get sleep is there's restlessness. They lack peace. You know, they're, they have anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in their life. So Psalms 4, 8 says, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And when we are in a proper fellowship with God, we should have peace. And that, that peace should surpass all of our understanding and it should help us rest. Um, and so again, I, I look at lack of sleep as a person's life, uh, as a person that has a life that's in balance. Mm. And if they're sleeping properly, I see a little bit more balance in their life. And if you're lacking sleep, you probably, if you're being honest with yourself and with God, you could probably see that there's imbalance somewhere. And it's probably because you don't have lack peace and you probably have an imbalance with your relationship with the Lord. And um, so I would just encourage, you know, to, to really pray through that and just know that if, if God is pressing upon your heart now that you're, you need more sleep, then get more sleep. That's really good, Pete. And it's almost like it's, that could be a warning sign that, Hey, like you just said, something's out of balance, you know, use that as, you know, Hey, that's a red flag. Let's figure this out and go to God to ask for help. Well, I mean, first Corinthians and then, and then ultimately again, everything is a spiritual thing. So first Corinthians six, 19 through 20 says, 
Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were brought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And, you know, I mean, we can use that verse pretty much for everything that we do. But, you know, we have to know that we need to take care of our body and sleep is one of them. All right, let's go on. So um, this next topic, I'm, I'm driving my daughter to school today. And I drop her off and looking at all the kids and she's just going into middle school and she's been peachy's been Megan. She's like, when can I get a phone? When can I get a phone? And I'm like, not now, <laughs> not now. But we, I'm dropping her off and every kid is sitting there in the waiting area that everyone's on the phone and just staring at the phone. And then we leave because uh, Crystal was with me. I took her to breakfast um, this morning and we're driving out and watching the kids coming in on their bikes. And half the kids on their bikes are looking at their phone while they're, I'm like, first of all, that's pretty talented. And I don't know that I could have done that when I was a kid, but it's just sad. They're all looking at their phone. So this is kind of the point of this next one. And I don't know that that's what they're doing, but it's probably a good guess. So excessively scrolling through your social media. Right. There it is. It's hard to find someone these days that isn't on some form of social media. Although Instagram and Facebook can definitely be fun. They're going to also, they also come with a dark side. Some social media habits can be uh, even bad for your health. So it's important to make sure you're using these websites and apps in a way that are benefiting your life and not harming it. In fact, a study from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine found that more people use social media, the more people use social media, the more unhappy they report being. Hmm. It's weird because everybody thinks that uh, it's going to make them happy. Mm -hmm. Multiple studies have found a strong link between heavy social media and an increased risk for depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and even suicidal thoughts. Sad. Mm -hmm. Social media may promote negative experiences such such as uh, inadequacy about your life or appearance. You know, again, social media is all, it's a highlight reel, right? People are only showing they're, they're showing their highlights and you're comparing your regular life to their highlight reel. How's that going to go for you? I mean, again, this is you being honest with yourself and with the Lord. And, you know, in excess, here's how we know if we have a bad habit of excess. We use in social media at meals. So you're sitting at the meal and instead of talking mm-hmm. with the person you're with, or if you're just sitting there going, you can not thinking, you're just looking. So when you can't have a meal without checking or without doing something, you might have a bad habit. That's just a good way of thinking. No device dinners. Well, I mean, it's I back in the days we didn't have that, remember? No, so that was not an talked. issue. And the other thing is we always ate at home. You know, when I was growing up, I always had I always had meals with my family. I yeah. don't know about you, but I always did. Always. So eating out was rare. Yeah. Very so it's rare. very different now. And a lot of times your kids are here and there. I mean, I had to be home for dinner. That's just yeah. how it was. So, but another way that we know if we have a bad habit is checking your notifications when driving. Oof. You see it all the time, Pete, even driving down the interstate. You always know because it's the person swerving off or somebody's doing 10 miles under the limit. You, you know, they're, you know, they're on their phone. Yes. Yeah, it's like hundred percent of the time. Statistic was 28% of all vehicle accidents are attributed to that. So <sighs> someone is checking their phone or something. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, if I'm doing that, I mean, I'm thinking I do do it. Like, so when I'm stopped at a light, I'll look if somebody yeah. texts me or something happens, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to be honest with you guys. I don't think I'm, I'm not per se looking when I'm driving at social media. Um, it's more text. Yeah. It's more text or answering something when I'm stopped, but it's still, we have to be careful. I mean, if it if still can be a distraction, I mean, but if sure. seriously social media, if you're excess looking constantly and you're just adding, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just be honest with yourself. All right. What's the next wow. one? Go ahead. I'm comparing yourself to others, Pete. A yep. study from the journal of social and clinical psychology found a link between social media use and depression. But the mediating factor is this link was the tendency for people to compare themselves to others. And I think so many people use social media for, for just that. Well, or they get depressed. You know what I heard? I was I watched a TED talk on this one time. You ever, you ever watch TED talk? Oh, yeah. All the time. And yeah. I, I forgot who it was, but they were talking about the effect it has on the brain. It's like when, when somebody likes a post of yours, you actually get a shot of dopamine. And it's like you're getting a drug. You're getting a, a drug hit. You're getting a drug high. And that's just, so that's why it's so addictive. Well, if anybody knows, I, I, I'm a big, like you said, Bob, I'm a bigger guy and I have a little big belly. Well, there's a certain way that if I'm sitting, I look bloated and just real big. There's been many times where the picture has been taken of me and I've seen it and someone's put it up or Christine or somebody's put it up on social media and immediately like, oh my gosh, take that off. Right. 
So my mentality immediately was I want to show and present my very best to the world. I don't want anybody else to see the real me, right? I don't want them to judge me. I don't want them to do that. That's just natural for us. Hmm. Well, now being addicted to it and all we're doing is excess of that. And that's the way we're living. Yeah. It's going to cause a negative effect. It's not positive. All right. What's the next one? Um, Bad habit. Yep. Using social media when you're lonely. That's bad. This is more like a really bad idea, right? Yeah. If you're replacing real life social interaction with browsing through Twitter, it can have some negative consequences. Chances are that looking through social media when you're depressed or lonely will only amplify those feelings. Yeah. 100% agree. And again, or scrolling before bed. Bad idea. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it should say for itself, get in, get in your knees before the Lord, pray, worship God, spend time in, in meditation, spend time reading his word, do something that's productive instead of like trying to fulfill your flesh or something. I don't know. Yeah, life, right. Life-giving instead of. Yep. So just ask yourself, you know, why are you on? Why are you, why are you doing it? That's What's good. your purpose? All right, let's move on. All right. This one I'm guilty of a lot, Pete. Yeah. Eating unhealthy processed food. Who's not? <laughs> Who's not? Right. Uh, buying processed foods can lead people to eating more than the recommended amounts of sugar, salt, and fat, as they may not be aware of how much has been added to those foods they are buying and eating. Unfortunately, these foods can also be higher in calories due the amount to the due to those amounts of added sugar and fat in them. You know, God wants us to eat healthy. That is why He gave Israel diet, dietary laws in Leviticus 11 to keep them healthy. When we bring God into our healthy eating, it changes everything. Striving to honor him in our food and drink choices will bring not only a heart change, it will also, uh, it will also change our choices. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Amen. Um, that was one of the biggest changes in my life is, you know, God revealed to me one day, he says, listen, you're not eating right and you're not exercising properly, and um, your body's your temple, and you're not, you're putting yourself in a position where you're not healthy to do the ministry that I have for you. And so if you're not able to go to the places that I, that I need you to go, or because of your health, you're drawing attention to yourself, instead of being a servant and serving other people, your health is causing people to have to care for you, they have to do these things, because of your choices in eating and exercising. And so hmm. that really convicted me. And uh, so I had to change and, um, and I still struggle with this as you, as you do. And then, you know, I have a lot of excuses and I can make them up and I can share why I'm the way that I am or have it, but. Yeah. There's God. still excuses. I, I do it all the time. Well, I'm busy. I just need to, you know, I'm hungry and I'm busy. Just grab something quick. And that's usually not a good choice. But I mean, for the most part, I think you and I we're both kind of the same, but I'm mindful of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not like, Hey, let's just get anything. I'm yeah. actually mindful of what I eat yep. and, and I actually do want to eat less than more. So in the early days you would want to eat more. You didn't care, didn't know that that's not there. So, it, I mean, again, we want to be careful what we eat. So God, you know, that anybody that's there, if you just, you're, you know, you're not careful, we're just encouraging you. It's probably best uh, to be the best. All right. Let's go on. All right. Relying on other people to make you happy. Wow. Hmm. The problems we're facing with ourselves and other people are not new. And one of those problems is that we are needy. We often turn outwardly for important things such as happiness or advice, affection, love, approval. We ask experts for advice or we use drugs when we're in pain. We expect others to solve our problems. It is very easy to fall into the trap of looking to people to make you happy. Yeah. I mean, that could be drugs like, you know, ibuprofen. Sure. That can also be regular drugs yeah. or it could be alcohol. I mean, it's the same uh, thing. Yep. Whatever is a, whatever helps numb the pain and numbs the pain. Um, you know, when we say you look to people to make you happy, you know, we're, you know, many times you want your spouse to make you happy. So this is, we could do a whole show just on this. Sure. You, you do not look to your spouse to make you happy because your spouse is going to let you down. Um, your spouse is human. Your spouse is imperfect. Your spouse is going to say things they should not say. Your spouse is going to lie to you without even knowing they're lying. Your spouse is going to keep things from you. Your spouse is going to um, deceive you at times, self-protect at times. Your spouse is not going to do what you ask at times. Your spouse is going to change on the on the fly when you ask them to do something at times. There's going to be so many things your spouse is going to do. And if you're looking for your spouse to make you happy. 
you're going to fail and it's going to make you miserable and you're going to fight all the time. Same thing goes with your kids. Same thing goes with your friends. Same thing goes with your parents. Same thing goes with everything. It's Jesus that brings you joy. Say it's, that again. It's Jesus. It's him and only <laughs> him. And we have to be very careful that we don't look to people to fulfill what you need in your life. Let God be that. Go ahead and read Romans Good. 15, 13. I will. Yeah. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. That's where you get your hope. You don't get your hope from friends. You get it by the power of the Holy Spirit. You get it by positioning yourself in his presence. You know, Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the path of life in your presence. There is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so, and, and this is, I'm telling you, this one is a bad habit. And if you are relying on people to bring you joy and, you know, you're expecting people to, I mean, you go to, you know, say for instance, you go to the, to the restaurant to get your nice, good, clean food and they mess up your order. So you're going to get mad at them because oh, I can't believe you messed up your order. Well, you're looking to them to make you happy. And instead of seeing them as Jesus sees them. So mm -hmm. instead of like loving on them and elevating them and speaking life into them, you're, you're thinking about yourself it's and you're using me. them to please you. Yep. It's completely bad. It gets everything out of whack. So, all right. Good. Don't this, do it. Yeah. This next one is poison, Pete. Yeah. Holding on to resentment and not, forgiving or, or and not forgiveness or bitterness. Yeah. So who hasn't been hurt by the actions or words of another? A lot. Perhaps a parent constantly criticized you growing up, or maybe a colleague sabotaged a project or your partner had an affair, or maybe you've had a traumatic experience such as being physically or emotionally abused by someone close to you. These wounds can leave you with a lasting feeling of anger and bitterness or even vengeance. But if you don't practice forgiveness, you might be the one who pays the cost dearly. By embracing forgiveness, you can also embrace peace, hope, gratitude, and joy. Consider how forgiveness can lead you down a path of physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. It's that old saying, Pete, you know, it's like, the bitterness and the anger is like taking poison, taking poison and you know, hoping to kill somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it really is destructive and it will, it will tear you apart. It's, you know, this is one of those where if you've really been physically abused or mentally abused or something, you, I mean, you might need help. help. You, you have to get work through this. Um, but there's a lot of things that people say, again, they, they're wanting them to please them. And when someone doesn't please you or do exactly what you think, then you get upset and then you hold resentment against them and you, and, or they did wrong by you, or you think they did wrong and they don't think they did wrong, but you hold that in your heart. And then over time, the bitterness grows up. And so when you start talking about somebody, you immediately, no, I don't like them or no, I don't want to do that or whatever. That's a tall tale sign that you have bitterness. Hmm. Or if you start talking about somebody and all of a sudden you immediately go to mean and angry and I don't like them and all that. Well, you might have a lack of forgiveness and bitterness because you're not seeing them as Jesus sees them. Listen, Jesus loves the worst of the worst sinners and he died for all of them and he wants us to love them and let it go. Now, we don't have to like them and hang out with those people. I mean, that's what, what we're talking about. We're not saying, hey, be buddy buddies with somebody yeah. that just stabbed you in the back. But we are saying that, hey, let it go and, and move on and, and forgive them and love them as Christ loved them. And, and you know, and just, just work through that with God. But if you don't, man, it's ugly. Let's read some verses. Yeah, kind Mark of 11, 25 says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Yeah. I mean, Ephesians 4, 26 is be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down your anger. So, I mean, if, if something is happening in that moment, like let me just give this moment. I just got in a fight with my mom this last week. I wouldn't say it's a fight. It was just an argument of, you know, I would say it was a heated discussion. Let's go that way. <laughs> and um, anyway, at the very end of it, I said something that was hurtful. And, and even though it might have been true and I maybe I was trying to make a statement, it still was hurtful, right? And so I let it simmer for about a half hour and, and I didn't say anything. But God convicted me immediately and says that wasn't a mean spirit. It wasn't right. And so I humbled myself. And then right after I humbled myself with my mom and I apologize and so forth, immediately I was free. 
I felt freedom. I felt, oh man, it feels good to humble yourself. We don't, I mean, just humble yourself in everything and it just feels good. And you don't have to have that anger. You don't have to have that resentment. All right, let's read another one. Ephesians 4.31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Yeah, I mean, that tells you right there. So if you have bitterness and wrath, God is telling you that's not a healthy thing for you. All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. Stressing about things that are outside of your control. You know anybody that has control issues, Pete? (laughs) There's a brutal truth about life that some people refuse to accept. You have no control over many of the things that happen to you. People who resist this truth fall into two categories, control freaks or worry warts. Control freaks believe if they can gain enough control over others and the situations they find themselves in, they can somehow prevent bad things from happening. While worry warts, on the other hand, fret about everything from natural disasters to deadly diseases. It's it's as if they believe thinking hard enough about all the potential worst case scenarios will somehow keep them safe. Worry warts and control freaks put their time and energy into the wrong places. And ultimately, those strategies backfire and create even more stress. Well, let me give you just a quick story. So getting on. So I'm a guy that likes to be the one of the first to board the plane. And I, the reason being is because I want to be able to put my suitcases right above. And I don't want to have a place where I don't have a suitcase, you know, where I can put my storage. So I always try to get the first and that's what I did. Well, one of the planes, we were like late boarding and I'm like, ah, why do we have to like boarding? We're not going to get this. And my wife looks at me very calmly and says, honey, it's there's, you can't control this anyway. So let's let it go. It's, it's okay. And, and I looked at her and I said, you know what? You're right. I, I mean, literally, I just, again, humbled yourself, right? I did. I let it go right at that very moment. And I had freedom and, and I was able to do it. But again, it's, it's these little things. It's we, we are stressing about things that are outside of our control. Yep. And it's, if you really are honest with yourself and you examine yourself, you probably do it more than you think. And this is something that God, this is us basically saying, I trust myself more than I trust God. That's right. And I'm looking at life from my eyes and not God's eyes. And I'm trying to dictate life the way that I think is best instead of allowing God to do it his way and adjust in my life so that he's glorified in all that I do. And it's exhausting. It is. Philippians 4, this is a really famous verse. Yes. Philippians 4, 6 and through 8, we'll read, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's if you are an anxious person, there's imbalance in your life. And so if you're an anxious person, that means that you have control in your life. There's things that you're, you're trying to do on your own without God's help. And you're looking at life. Uh, from your eyes instead of seeing it from God. So. Yeah, let me let me read verse eight. Um, yeah. I stopped at seven. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. I love those. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things or such things. <clears throat> we immediately tend, we have a tendency to immediately think negatively. Yep. And so we immediately go to the negative. Oh my gosh, you know, you're that guy's such an idiot, or that guy's this, or <laughs> or oh my gosh, I can't believe you're having this, or oh, they, I can't believe the you know the president of the United States saying this, or I can't believe that no, 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 we're just negative, 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 negative. Mm-hmm. And what the Bible constantly tells us is to meditate on what is good, yep. <laughs> what is what is true, what is above reproach, what is right, what is lovely. Yeah. And so there's a we can there's good in what the president's doing. There's there's bad in what the president's doing, but we want to focus on the bad instead of that. I'd say that because it's a hot topic, right? Or whatever it is, your boss, right? Or or your wife or your spouse or whatever it is. We immediately attack the negative. Hmm. And, and we're constantly stressing and trying to control that. And the Bible is clearly telling us, let's focus it on the good. Let's let that go. Let's trust in God. Let's see things from his eyes. Let's not let our hearts be troubled, as John 14, 1 says. Let's nice. trust in God and trust also in Jesus himself. And so, you know, anyway, it's, yeah, control freaks. We all have been there. We all struggle with it. I was obsessed with it. I'm learning to let things go. Um, you know, I was raised with the, by a control freak, you know, so it's, 
you know, mom, I love you. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's, she knows it. She'd say it too. She would admit it. Is oh, that what you're saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, what did Jesus tell his disciples? If you look at Luke 12, 22, he said this, he goes, then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. I guess he's going to take care of us, Pete. Yes, he will. So we he just will. don't control it. If it's outside of your control, let it go. Let God be God and just rest. That's, it. That's right, tough sometimes. Yep. It's tough for me too. Yep. All right. Breaking promises to yourself and to others. A promise is a vow or a pledge to take an action or an assurance that someone will definitely, that something will definitely happen. There is nothing inherently wrong or sinful about making a promise. In fact, the Bible records a great number of promises God himself has made. As we are imperfect humans, we should only make promises with care and introspection so that they do not turn into sin. Promises can easily be broken or made with the wrong motivation, which may result in damage to ourselves or to others. Consider the following questions before you make a promise. Is your promise made with the intention of harming somebody else? Do you intend to keep that promise? Have you thought through your promise and do you have the power to actually carry out your promise? Yeah. I mean, that's, those are four things. So let's just break those down. I mean, again, um, you know, I know of people that have promised people a lot and then they just don't come through. So they're, they have no integrity. They have hmm. no word. And if, if you're breaking promises to people, that means there's imbalance in your life. And, and so that's, that's simple. Um, but there's sometimes where you feel guilty because you break a promise, right? And so you've done it and your intention was to fulfill the promise, but you weren't able to do that. So to those people, I say, let it go and it's okay. God's grace covers you. You know, his mercy and grace, you're good. Um, you know, you're forgiven and so forth. Don't hold on to that. Don't allow it to um, to overwhelm you. I mean, just move on and just repent and just, you know, next time just change it and go. You don't have to carry that weight is what we're saying. And so that's that. But Matthew 537 says, this is, this is the rule. Jesus told his disciples. Yeah. He says, let your yes be yes. And your no be no. So Good. anything that's not that, then it's, you know, don't do it. You know? So if you, if you can, if you're going to say yes to something, then you fulfill on it. You know, my kids know one of the things with my kids is they know that if dad's going to say yes, he's going to do it. So I would, I would say, I'm not sure, or I'm, I don't know. I have to look at it. I have to get, I have to spend time on that. Um, I'll get back to you, whatever that is when they ask me. But if I said yes, they would immediately know, okay, dad said, yes, it's going to happen because I made that a major deal in our family. If you say yes, then you're going to fulfill upon it. Good. And that goes with business. That goes with everything in your life. It goes with your spouse or whatever. So it's, it's just something we have to do. All right. Want to go on to the next one? Yeah. Um, let me turn my page. We kind of talked about this yeah, that's good. at the beginning. All right. Getting little or no exercise. After a rough day of work or taking care of the kids, it's easy to succumb to the, to the sirens, to the what? To the siren song of your comfy couch. That's funny. Well, and it's becoming increasingly, good, right? yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And it's becoming increasingly common for people to live a lifestyle with little to no exercise. Man, we just like being comfortable, Pete. I mean, give me that nice soft leather couch. When it's, when it's 90 degrees at six in the morning with, you know, 80% humidity. Jump in the pool. That's it. That's your, that's your answer. I mean, it's, you know, or work out inside with the air conditioner, whatever, but we get into and you know, this is again, something that Christine and I are mindful of. We're, we're active people, but we need to be more active. Does yeah. that make sense? We yep. are very mindful of moving our bodies. We're very mindful of getting our heart rate up. We're just, we're just mindful. We're constantly looking for opportunities to be exercising or doing something, but I know that I need to do more. I know that I need to do resistance training a little bit. I know that I need to do certain things to help my muscles form and, and better because you get older, your muscles are decreasing and so forth. So, you know, it's first Timothy four, it says physical training is good, but training for the godless is much better promises benefits in this life and the life to come. But again, as our body is the temple, our priority is Jesus. Our priority is spending time with him. The priority is, is fellowship with the father. But when we do that, the byproduct of that is the Holy Spirit strengthens us to be able to go and take care of our bodies. It's, it's by spending time with the Father, by, by having intimacy with Him, He helps us eat right. 
he helps us to present ourselves properly to exercise and to have strength to do it. Because again, we're not doing it to please ourselves. We're doing it to position ourselves to glorify him. Yeah. And so it's, it's the proper order. And so that's what first Timothy four, eight is saying. It's the proper order is it. Yes. You're supposed to exercise. He's not saying don't, he's saying it's good, but he's saying that the more, what's more important is that you first spend time with him. And then the byproduct is everything else is added unto you. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, Paul wrote in first Corinthians nine twenty seven. he said, I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. So again, it's like if I'm talking about if I'm talking about eating healthy, but I'm a slob. Yeah. You have no credibility. None. Yeah. You know, and if I'm if I'm sitting there, hey, you got to spend time with the Lord and whatever, and I don't. You know, this morning I, I read Songs of Solomon this morning, right? Amongst my other reading. And, and I have fun with Songs of Solomon. If anybody has read Songs of Solomon, it's a fun, fun thing. And so my wife and I would go back and forth. She would be the Shulamite. Do you have to be married to read Song of Solomon? No, you don't. No, but okay. she would be the Shulamite. I would be the beloved. And, and we would be all exotic in our reading and have fun with it, right? But it's you read the Word of God to know the Word of God. And so that you can, the Word of God sets you free in every aspect of your life. And so once you know the truth, it's it, it helps. But and if I, if I, did, if I'm sharing that with you to do that, but I'm not doing it myself, then I'm just, I'm a hypocrite for one, but yeah, it's just, it's pointless. So anyway, little or no exercise was what we're talking about. If I get exercise, it's yep. good. Cool. And, and I'm sharing that with you because I am doing it, but I need to do more. So I'm confessing. Okay. All right. And the 10th way to, but Bob's doing it energy. a lot because he's getting 12, well, 12 rounds. I need that. I also need more. No doubt. Obviously I hurt myself last night. Bowling and your finger crazy. All right. Last one, not living in the moment. Mm. Most of us have a tendency to live in the past or the future. Interesting. Mm. How often do you find yourself thinking about either what happened yesterday or what might happen to tomorrow? to tomorrow. Yep. And, you know, it may be, you know, like next year or your last year. Yep. That's, that's all. Just the key here is living in the present moment means letting go of the past and not waiting for the future. It means living your life consciously aware that each moment you breathe is a gift from God. Yeah. I mean, John, I mean, James 4.14 says, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? You don't. Your life is like morning fog. It was here in a little while and then it's gone. What a great picture that is. It is. You just, you have no idea. I mean, I always, I, the word that I use a lot is thrive in your moment. Um, it's every moment that I have is to bring glory to God. Every moment that I have is an opportunity to bring him glory. And so I, I, I always, I used to say, you know, every circumstance is an opportunity to bring glory to God. You know, when, when there's circumstances that are happening in my life, again, it's an opportunity for me to see it from God's eyes. Um, I thrive in that moment. I have the opportunity. If I, if I didn't have that circumstance, then I would have a different moment. You know, maybe I'm just basking on the beach with my wife and talking or, or whatever it is. Every moment we have is an opportunity to bring God glory. Right. If we look at life that way, our life is so much more full. It's so much more purposeful. It has so much more meaning because we're literally impacting everyone around us. And, and so it's, you want to thrive in your moment, but you want to thrive for him. And the, and the thing is, I mean, people are always living for the next big event. You know, we're, we're, we're going to be doing our hunter show on a, uh, on a cruise, you know, and some people are just, that's all they're thinking about. Sure. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be going on the cruise and, da, da, da. and they, they lose all the days before you missed today. And they're always just preparing for that. They're missing it or, or the next big event or, or yeah. like, like something that's happened to their family and their kids are struggling on the side with their their homework or whatever. And they're too focused in on whatever that event or whatever the circumstance, they're not thriving in their moment. They're not seeing life the way they should. Yeah. And if we get in that bad habit and we're living that way, it's very unhealthy and it's, and it, and it's just going to hurt and imbalance your life. And so these are, again, we just, let me just go through these real quick. So yep. we just went through the top 10 list. Yeah. So we, I mean, the first one is watching excess TV and or porn. I mean, that's a given. So we talked about that. We talked about not getting enough sleep. We talked about excess scrolling through social media. Um, we talked about, um, what did we talk about? Un eating unhealthy and processed foods. Yep. We talked about relying on other people to make you happy. Um, we talked about holding on to resentment and not forgiving people and having bitterness come up. Uh, we talked about stressing things about uh, uh, that are outside of your control. So trying to control life one way or the other. 
Um, we talked about breaking promises to yourself and to others. Just forgive yourself and get your yeses be yeses and no be no. Let it go. And getting enough exercise or a little exercise, but getting enough. And then the last bad habit was just not living in the moment. Just appreciate today. Smell the flowers around you. Appreciate what you have. I mean, that's kind of it. Any last thoughts you want to read a verse of that? Or? Yeah, well, Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And yet, the verse before that, is said, it just says, Seek first the kingdom of God. And all things will be and added. Then, to there you. it is. Yeah. There's the whole, we could have done the whole show right there. Yeah. Matthew 6.33. There yeah. it is. That's the answer. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this many times. You know, if is when you seek first God, the byproduct is everything else is added unto you. Yep. It's it's when you hear God and you know God, then you have more balance. And so when I went through these for my own self, I struggle with some of these. I'm not, there's no lying here. Um, yeah, I, and these are just distractions. All these are distractions to keep you from doing Matthew 633. That's it. That's all it is. That's it. But I've learned that the more that I'm pressing into Jesus and the more that I'm surrendering my life and I'm humble before him, I don't struggle with these as much. I have more balance in my life. I mean, I look, I mean, like we just talked about, and we were honest, I was honest. So I'm not, I, I still battle some things, but I don't have as much imbalance and I'm finding more order and so forth. And mm -hmm. when you have that in these, these habits, you have more energy, you have more meaning, more purpose, everything in life. So, all right. So if that's you and you're listening and, you know, we talked about the Lord a lot and, and every show and every episode, we, we definitely give people an opportunity to give their life to the Lord. And, and I don't know how you can live your life um, without God. I mean, I've, that to be able to overcome these things that we talked about, you need the power of the Holy Spirit's help. Amen. And, uh, and so for me, I mean, it's, it's a no brainer. And I pray that if you're listening to this show and you haven't totally given your life or surrendered your life to the Lord, you can do it right now. You could just humble your heart and you just say, God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I repent of doing things my way. Uh, Lord, I choose to do it your way. I choose to accept your son into my heart as my Lord and personal savior. I choose to believe that he died and rose again on the third day and that he is going. He is the savior of the world and he's the savior of your life. And, and I choose to live for you the rest of my life. And um, if that's what you're saying in your heart, the, the Bible says that all the angels in heaven are now rejoicing. They're celebrating that you've given your life to the Lord. And more than anything else, you don't have to do it alone. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is now entering into you, that the Holy Spirit is there to guide you and change you and direct you. And then there's a body of believers that are there to be there with you and to walk in every step of the way. And uh, we would love to be that part of that, that thing. If you need a, a church, we would love to connect you with a local Bible, believe in church in your area. If you need next steps of what to do to help with your walk and relationship and to learn new of how to overcome these bad habits, then we would love to step, walk with you through that. We get emails, you know, uh, from different time to time, and we answer those emails, email us, talk to us, reach out to us. Um, it's very easy. Bob, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of us? Yeah, the, probably the best way to reach out to us and, and get a hold of us is just go to our website, riotpodcast.co.co, and all kinds of resources there, ways to contact and reach out to us. And we would love to hear about your decision if if you just asked Jesus into your heart. So, um, man, what an amazing show, Pete. I would just encourage people, as always, to like, share, and comment on uh, on social media, You know, Facebook, on Twitter. Go to YouTube, do the same thing, subscribe to our channel. And then again, just share it with somebody new. And uh, man, if you were just listening to Pete and you prayed that prayer with Pete, would you tell somebody, yeah. you know, if it's not us, tell somebody, yeah. tell somebody, but man, what a, what an honor. I, Pete, this was fun yeah. kind of jumping into some things. I think so many of us are just struggling with, you know, being tired and, you know, there's like not enough hours in the day. And you just think about, man, there's 10 things that could be just zapping your energy. And uh, really, all we got to do is we turn our focus back. I know it's easy to say, hey, we'll just do Matthew 633 and you'll be great. Well, you know, sometimes you just need a little reminder. And uh, part of that is like living in the now to me. That's a huge thing. It's so yeah. easy to be focused on the past or focused on the future. And just, man, what is God doing right now? 
you know, and, and they say, God, just show me and, you know, open up those opportunities. So I hate missing those opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this show was really just to give wisdom and truth to reality of our life. Yeah. Um, and so we always want to help. And so these Amen. are habits that are real. It affects us all. And, and that's why we brought them up and we wanted to put a spiritual side to this and help people see it from God's perspective. And so be blessed, everyone. Have an amazing week. Take care. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.